What's up, everybody? Welcome to Whatever Makes You Happy podcast. Today with me is Mr. Simon. Hey, everyone. Another week, another podcast. And Mr. Brian, what's going on? What's up? So today, the the, the theme of the podcast is going to be phobias. What is a phobia? Well, a phobia is like an extreme fear that's usually unreasonable and irrational of something or yeah of something mm. or a weather event or, or a situation yeah that's right it's a type of anxiety disorder uh yeah which is characterized by a persistent fear of something irrational i would say anyway so yeah with the other thing the other characteristic with phobia is it induces uh, anxiety and stress in the individual that feels the phobia mm-hmm that's right. And but can I just say before we move any any further for this podcast, whilst we're talking about phobias here, I just want to stress that none of us are medical professionals here. So what we're what we're talking about when we're talking about phobias, this is just free guys, free normal guys talking about phobias. So in terms of phobias, do you guys have any phobias or have you guys ever had any phobias? Oh man, I've been trying to think back in my childhood childhood. I would say that Probably the thing I had that was the most closest thing to having a pho- having a phobia was a social phobia, because as a kid and as a teenager I was really shy, I, and going into high school I still remember the first day of the first day of high school. I think for a lot of people at that age is pretty it's pretty emotional, but for me it was pretty it was particularly difficult to adapt. But is that is that a phobia or because that's the thing I was thinking about. There's a difference between a phobia, phobia, and just anxiety and stress, like normal fear. There is a difference. Yeah, of course. So, would you characterize yours as a anxiety? It. I think something crosses into the threshold of being a phobia if it if your emotional, I guess, distress reaches a certain degree. And if it's triggered by a specific situation on situation or object or another external factor yeah, or even that's what I was factor. trying to um determine as well because I have the same um situation as you where I do back then in high school or early adult life where I feel like speaking to people speaking in front of a group of people causes me to just not actually do the activity and just stay at home. I think if it was a serious enough problem for yourself and it was impacting your life in a negative way, then you, that would be classified as a phobia. The reason I was asking is you, you get people that say, oh, I have a phobia for this or I have a phobia for that. It's It's been almost like like fashion to have a phobia for something. Mm. I remember like I was I was in a lift with one of my mates and I, I've known this person for more than, for a really long time. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I can't be in the lift. I have claustrophobia. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> claustrophobia is a real thing, man. <laughs> but, but, but but this individual has never displayed any symptoms of having claustrophobia. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's in the lift and he gets it. And I'm like, bro, come on. Well, phobias, as far as my understanding, is go- understanding goes, it, it can be triggered by certain instances or events in your life. You don't just develop phobias when you're young and then it stays with you until you're an adult. Something can happen to you as an adult even if you're an elderly, like 60, 65, 70. Even at that age, you can still develop a phobia. So I, I, don't, think it's, I don't think it's very strange for your 
for a colleague, for example, to suddenly develop claustrophobia. But a lot of people, when they say they have a phobia, that's more or less self-diagnosed. Yeah, you know? out of them. So, I mean, you got maybe you might have someone who has who feels slightly anxious about something, and then they would just say, "Oh, I have a phobia about this," but maybe they don't really have a phobia. So, I, I think I can understand where you're coming from. I would expect someone that has, for example, I know people that are afraid of flying. And when you fly with them, they get really flushed and they, it's like an anxiety. Mm. But not like when you're in a lift and you're like, oh yeah, all of a sudden, it's just... Maybe that's just <laughs> the light, like early onset of his phobia. But okay, so in terms of phobias, you know, phobias related to fear, is there anything that you're afraid of that causes you so much anxiety that it might be considered a phobia? No, not a phobia, but like anxiety, like it causes you a lot of distress. At this moment? Yeah. I don't think I have any fear animal related wise. How about you? Do you have any fear? I mean, I have Sorry, a lot, man. I have a lot, yeah. So I have a, light, a fear of lightning. So really? every time, yeah, man, every time there's lightning, um, I get really, really? <laughs> anxiety, yeah. How far back does, does this go? It goes back to. Cayman days, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen years ago, uh-huh. so I was watching. I was at home, and I used to watch a lot of soccer. And I saw a game where people were playing soccer, mm-hmm. and a lightning just came and hit the field, and oh. three people just fell down. Oh, really? Yeah. Did they die? They didn't die, but they were in pain. They were in a lot of pain. And ever since then, for me, it became something that was real, because after before that, you know, you're a kid and you're like, man, I want to get hit by a lightning because I'm gonna be flash or. <laughs> I'm gonna get superpowers. That, you know, when you're a kid, you've seen all these comic books. I've, I've never thought. I've never had that thought as a kid. Oh man, I did, man. I, I wanted to be, to be hit by lightning when I was a kid, so I could get superpowers. But I think that's such a common fear, especially when you were young. Um, especially in I don't know in my country as well. Everyone is afraid of afraid of lightning to a degree where, like, when they wear there when there is lightning, they avoid wearing anything metal related. Because they are afraid that it will oh, attract yeah. the lightning. That, that's more of like a superstition. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people, I guess, have some kind of anxiety of negative or negative emotions about lightning. But does it how does it affect you severely? I guess lightning. No, severely. But when I'm walking out and it's it might happen, I usually try to get to the car as quick as possible. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So if you have an event and suddenly it's storming at night, do yeah. you feel like the urge to just, I don't want to go to the event? Yeah, I don't want to go. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think you have a phobia. Okay. It's that, not really, I don't think it's a phobia. It's just an extreme fear. That, that's, what phob- <laughs> that's what a phobia is. <laughs> it's even on Google. All right. I'll read you out the definition of a phobia on Google. A phobia is a type of anxiety disorder defined by a persistent... <laughs> An excessive fear of an object or situation. <laughs> so when your level of fear for a certain external <laughs> event or object reach crosses a certain threshold, then that's classified as a phobia. The other thing I hear is snakes. I, mm. I really, but I don't, that's not a phobia, man. It's just like a normal reaction to a snake. Some people can have uh, an excessive amount of phobia to snakes. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, back, back when I had studied psychology in uni, I had one of the stories that that we were told was about a woman who had, or maybe it wasn't psychology, maybe I had listened to this on a podcast, but one of the stories I heard was that a woman had such an excessive fear of snakes 
that even just seeing a picture of them mm. would uh, yeah, just cause her to emotionally break down. And so when you reach that when you reach that kind of a reaction, extreme reaction to something like a snake, then yeah, I'd, I'd say that classifies a phobia. Yeah, yeah. Do you get that feeling when you see a lightning picture? Like I said, I'm not afraid of it. It's, if it happens there and I'm here, like outside my house, I don't... Just when I'm Blocking. in a place where it might get me, then I am. But not like... That's what I'm saying. That's not yeah, really that, a phobia. That's not a, I, I don't think that, yeah. would be class, that wouldn't be classified as a phobia. No, not yet. And then dogs. Dogs? Like other people's dogs, not my dogs. Why? Like, you, you're afraid that they'll bite you? Yeah, I'm afraid they'll bite me. But they're all vaccinated here, so it's okay. You're not back in your country I, I, anymore. I still don't want to be bitten by a dog. That's, that's a quite common a, fear. That's quite a normal fear to have. Yeah. Because I, I remember I was in Brazil, you know, like I was in an island in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, because I woke up before everyone, and then I decided to go walk around the island. Mm-hmm. And then for some, some, for some reason, I walked into this cool desac. It wasn't... It was sort of a cool desac, but instead of having the buildings in the corner, in the end of the street, mm-hmm. it was a cliff overlooking, overlooking the ocean. So oh, I walked wow. in, I found the dead end. Unbeknownst to me, the house I just passed was full of dogs, like vicious dogs. I, I would be so hella scared I, as well. There was no other way for me to go, go get out of the street uh-huh. without going through that house with the dogs. So what, I was were trapped the dogs, there. Were the dogs just roaming on the road? No, they were barking, man. They were just starting to bark. And I'm like, what did you do? I called someone <laughs> to come pick me up with their car. <laughs> it Wait. was a stranger. It was a total stranger. He was uh, just sitting in his car. I'm like, hey, man, you know, these dogs over there. And I don't want to be beaten. Can you take me? Can you drive me to the other side? <clears throat> Wait, were, were the dogs like behind the fence at the house? No, the, 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 the gate was open. Oh. Yeah, so they were barking coming towards me. And I freaked out, so I went to the guy. There was a guy parked next oh, to the there house. Was a guy. Yeah, you got, you got on you. his phone in his car. And I'm like, "Hey, man, can you help me? <laughs> Just drive me down the street there." Now that I think about it, that was a crazy thing. But he still he 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 did it. Oh really? Yeah, he drove me down. No, then, but that that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I yeah. wouldn't say that's a phobia. What a nice bloke there. Yeah, he was. Shout a, out to that guy. And shout out to the dude. Hopefully, you subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hola, hola. <laughs> but talking about so talking about different phobias here, can you guys? I've got a list of what is supposedly the top ten most common phobias in the world. All right? Can you guys have a guess and see what it is? What they are? Social phobia. Yeah, social phobia is on the list. Um, th- this list I pulled, by the way, from www.worldatlas.com. Shout out to that website. <laughs> Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. So, well, let, me, let, me, let me let me take a step back. So Brian's guess of social phobia that's ranked number eight. That's and Robert, what your what's your first one? Mobophobia. Mobophobia. Yeah, never heard of it. I don't know what you're talking what about. What is that mobophobia? It's like it's a new phobia where people can't can't leave their phone. Right. Oh, I heard yeah. about that. Yeah. Mobophobia. That's kind of like a riff off of a what's that other word? <laughs> FOMO. Yep. Fear, of missing, fear out. of missing out. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a relatively new phobia I've heard, but no, it's not on the list. Yeah, I heard of that phobia as well to the point that people don't like that they get anxious to the idea of their phone dying or running out of battery. So going back to your trapophobia? Trapophobia. No. What is that? It's like fear of holes. Oh, that, oh, that, that, yeah. that, that like a, oh no, that trapophobia is not. Um, all right, I'll, I'll just give you guys the list. I'll give you guys the top three most common 
phobias according to worldatlas.com. So number three is acrophobia, which Brian had just mentioned. So that's the fear of heights. Number two, ophidiophobia. Ophidiophobia. Which is a fear of snakes. Oh, yeah. I remember National Geographic used to have a mad ad for their nature doc. Mm-hmm. So they had a camera set up. Their advertisement was a snake coming in towards the camera and then lunging into the camera and then biting the camera. And every time that used to come, I would just see my parents just... Go back a bit. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's, that's like a jump scare. That was good though. I was like, man, that's a mad ad. If you felt fear from that, that that's not a sign that you have a phobia. No, no that, that's definitely not. But someone that has that phobia, that would get them pretty oh, sure. good. Yeah, yeah, of course. That would but be it's, that, it's the point where irrationality doesn't factor anymore. Yeah. That's when it becomes a phobia. All right, cool. All right, the most common phobia in the world, apparently, is arachnophobia, or the fear uh, of spiders. Spider. Lame. That's, well, I, I, can, I can understand that. Yeah, I think that's understandable. Since you gave, gave us some facts, Simon, another fact, in the US, at least 12.5 of adults experience a specific type of phobia. Hmm. 12.5, that's a lot. But that's then, like tr- we mentioned in the beginning, a lot of them are self. Self, so, yeah, I think... Out of that, maybe like 20% are like legit. Legit and then 80% is like, yeah, I'm afraid of spiders. Yeah. Well, I would say that if you're, I mean, if you're talking about phobias that was that were diagnosed by psychologists, I would say 12.5% seems quite high. I can't imagine that psychologists are diagnosing 12.5% of the population as having a certain phobia. I will, okay, I have a, a situation. I don't know if it's a legit phobia or not. Uh-huh. I don't like going into the deep water. Like even on the swimming pool, when I swim into the deep end, I, I hate being in a lane where you can't touch the, touch the edge. I hate it. Is that a real pho- Is that a phobia? Why? Because is that is that just because you can't swim? I can swim okay. I can literally swim okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I hate being in the deep end. I don't know if I'd say it's a phobia. I tell you what, what I get scared about though. It's What's that? I'm swimming in the deep end, and then all of a sudden, a muscle spasm comes and grabs me. Oh yeah, that's the worst. And then there's nothing I can do, bro. I just drown. <laughs> Does that happen a lot? No, it doesn't happen. It's never happened, but it's still there. <laughs> but it, it's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> But you experience cramps sometimes. Yeah, you the know cramp, when, yeah. when a cramp hits uh-huh. you, yeah. it's painful and you're immobile. Yeah. And it's a scary thought. Oh, yeah, of course. But that There are times when I w- I'm in the ocean or in the water and I hit cramps and I'm like, crap. Scary. It's a scary experience. Yeah, imagine you're in the deep end and you have a cramp, bro. What are you going to do? You just float to die. <laughs> I'm like, that's oh, it. I'm done. <laughs> I lived a good life. <laughs> no, but that certainly does not classify as a phobia, I think. Oh, okay. Because you're you're just you're describing a, I guess a scenario where any normal person might feel a sense of panic if you're caught in a deep end of a pool or in an ocean with a cramp. It's a bit embarrassing when I go to the pools though, because you see all these kids, yeah. just, just swimming all the way to the deep end, <laughs> <laughs> and they're tiny. They can't even like the whole swimming pool is a deep end to them. Yep. And uh-huh. then I go there just. Yeah, up to the up to the middle. I'm like, oh yeah, time to go back. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, but you only swam half a lap. <laughs> but to be honest, it's a bit embarrassing when you watch a kid do anything because when you when you're trying to do anything, and you watch a kid do the same thing, they're always better than you. 
But I think you know what? Like I was I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember what the name is, but they were saying fear is really good as well because there was a lady that has no fear at all. Like on the other side, this lady's been robbed like five times because she has no fear. So she goes into a place, and because she has no fear, she trusts people as well. Yep. So it's crazy, man. You need you need that them fears, be, that's, bro. That's um, from the podcast. The ladies, two ladies speaking. Invisibility was that Invisibility? Yeah. yeah, that was. His, but it was in another oh, podcast as well. I remember. I think I've heard that same po- podcast as well. Yeah, being I think definitely having the ability to feel fear gives you gives you an advantage, even though at the time it feels like it's more of a hindrance. I mean, fear stops you from doing a lot of things that you probably should stop doing. Yeah, like climbing a tree that that's probably a bit suspect, for yeah. example. Because when, when we were doing the research of this one, there was a, a lot of interesting phobias. That, and even before we started recording, you, you were telling me about like an interesting phobia that you came about. Yeah, so there is a phobia called emotophobia, which is the overwhelming anxiety in regards to vomiting. So this type of this um, kind of phobia is that it was to the point where the person, the idea of someone vomiting, the idea of a person himself, himself or herself vomiting causes anxiety and fear. So it is extremely in a ca- to the case that I was listening to this podcast to this podcast talking about um emotophobia. They were explaining a situation where this person doesn't want to eat or try new things or food because he is afraid or she is afraid that when she eats a different type of food, um it might make her vomit and that causes anxiety to her. See, that's an extreme case. So when she goes around or he goes around um the city he always she always eats the same food, the same drinks the same thing, because she knows that she doesn't have any reaction to that type of food. But what did they say? What caused the that phobia for her? At, um, they were explaining that in her early cases, she used to see someone vomit a lot, oh, okay. and that caused her to be traumatized. So yeah, people say a lot of phobias start early age. Yeah, you know, between I think three to seven or something, that's when they develop quite a lot more often. But a lot of adults don't see any onset of it until the age of 20 plus. Quite interesting. But that's one of the extreme cases of phobia to the point that it's harming that person's health but also social life. Because that person won't go to a certain destination because she is afraid to try the food around that destination. Actually, I know if, I know a few people who are like that. Who I, I don't I don't know. If, I don't think this is a. I don't think they do this because they have a fear of vomiting. But I know certain people who always who eat a very narrow range of foods, and no matter how much you try to convince them, they'll never eat anything outside of that narrow range. It's yeah. It's a weird thing to I think live that way. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember this um, in this podcast. They were explaining that this lady. Um, when she starts hearing someone, because she you know there's a certain type of um, sound that people that are about to vomit do. Uh-huh. Um, so once she starts hearing a similar sound like that, she just runs out of the area just to avoid that thinking oh. of that person vomiting. That's, that's extreme, bro. Interesting, though. Yeah, so that is a phobia, Robert. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a legit phobia, bro. So th- there's another one that I came about as well. Uh, I don't know how this manifests itself. It's called xanthophobia, okay. which is the fear of color yellow. 
So when you have this one, on when you see color yellow, you start freaking out and having anxiety. Oh, see, seeing anything yellow. Yeah, man. To be honest, I haven't looked too much into this, but it's a very weird, weird phobia, man. Color yellow, bro. Did you find any real case example of it? I didn't find any real case. But that is a quite interesting one. Uh, how about you, Simon? Did you find any interesting phobia? Yeah, the, I was doing a, some research for phobias as well. And the thing that struck me is that you can find a phobia for any yeah, kind any, of mundane anything. anything. Mundane thing at all. Uh, the first one, spectrophobia. So, yeah, that's the fear of mirrors and especially seeing your own reflection in them. I, I tried to oh, find... I think, uh, I think I have that fear. Yeah, I tried... Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand why. When I look in the mirror, I see yeah. the future. <laughs> <laughs> I get afraid. So is that, is that a phobia? <laughs> if your future's not looking good, I can't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you set him up like that, bro? <laughs> I was too narcissistic to even see that coming. So yeah, spectrophobia is the fear of mirrors and seeing, especially seeing a reflection of yourself. I couldn't find a case study of uh, anyone who had this particular phobia, but apparently it's a real thing. And it seems to be connected to people who have religious beliefs. So if you if you have... If you're someone that has religious beliefs, I think, then there's a high, slightly higher chance that you might have it. And it seems to be related to fears of ghosts and spirits in general. I would have also because of that stuff with Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So someone with spectrophobia would definitely would not play with Bloody Mary. Would um, you play Bloody Mary? Yeah, why not? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in it. <laughs> Oh, we'll test it out tonight, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we have a lot of mirrors here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to bring go. that. There you go, big boy. We're going to give Simon some spectrophobia, man. <laughs> Are you ready? You're, you're in, eh? I say this now. <laughs> and then next week I don't turn up to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've been like, where's Simon? Oh, he dead. He dead. <laughs> but, but you know, that's true though, man. This, like you mentioned about... Had, um, there's a phobia for literally anything. I'm just looking at the list of phobia of, um, phobias available. And mm-hmm. there is a fear for having a stepmom. There's a fear of tuberculosis. There's a phobia for that. It's crazy. There's a fear of beards as well. I mean, beards, I guess. You can have a phobia <laughs> for that. Well, that, like I said, there's a fear. There's a phobia for anything you can think of under the sun. But the next most interesting or strange phobia I had, I think, was something that you had brought up before, Robert. Trypophobia, which is the fear of the sight of irregular patterns or clusters, especially small holes or bumps. So I think this is something that had kind of become an internet meme, I think, in the past few years, because I hadn't heard about it until a few years ago when people were, when especially over social media, people would be posting up pictures of like these, like it's Photoshop pictures of the most mundane things, like someone's knees, but then it's like a close up of someone's knees, but then that person's knees is, has full of holes. It's full of round black holes and it's just a cluster of them. And I, I don't have this phobia, but when I see images like that, it just makes me cringe on the inside. It, it yeah, does you know? look it disgusting. Does. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look appealing at all. So I won't be surprised. Is it because the image is disgusting or? Yeah. 
Exactly, because the images look disgusting. And when I was doing a bit of research on this online, I actually found that some researchers believe that people have that reaction because it's kind of a biological revulsion because it reminds people of diseases uh, that uh, you know happen naturally. And that's why people yeah, don't like looking at those kind of pictures or photos. But that's the thing, because I was looking into that thing as well, because mm-hmm. when I see the pictures, I feel, it makes me feel weird, man. Uh, is it from the stomach, the cringe that you're feeling? Or just like... It's like something is in my skin or something. Because yeah. it reminds me also of like, you know, the bones? When you chop off the bones. The cartridge, cartilage. No, no, the actual bone, like the actual structure. Yeah. You uh-huh. can see, you can see the, that, 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 that. the yeah, they're dotted. They're not fully. But how do you eat your bones? Bro? Yeah. <laughs> no, because my, my uncle used to have a butchery. Ah. So you can see like the big bones, the the ones in the cow. Like the leg like the femur for the cow. Uh-huh. Is it called a femur for a cow? If it's in a cow? I have no idea. I don't Ooh. know anything about <laughs> Yeah, when I butchers cows and skeletons. <laughs> the equivalent of a femur but on a cow. That bone. Yeah. It looks like that. Let's like some of them pictures, bro. Oh, when you get a cross section of that bone. Yeah, man. You don't look good, bro. Yeah, no, definitely not. I, I'm I, as you're talking about that, I'm having images flash in my head. And yeah, I don't like it. Good. Uh, another phobia I found, which was which I thought <laughs> is quite ironic, is phobophobia, What's which that? is the fear of having a phobia. Oh, yeah, yeah, heard of that. Yeah, so this is so this is more apparently more common with people who already have an existing phobia of another kind. And so when you're in that state uh, and you're afraid and you're afraid of um, something triggering that other phobia and if that fear reaches a certain threshold then you might have phobophobia. I think Robert's mind is blown. (laughs) (laughs) There there, there was another interesting one that I saw. It's called kumpunophobia, bro. What's that? It's like the fear of buttons. So these people don't like buttons. Oh. Yeah. They're like buttons. Yeah. How do, you, how do you operate in the world then? There's buttons everywhere. <laughs> no, like no like the, the buttons. buttons. Like the buttons in the clothes. Oh, buttons, buttons on shirts. Yeah. Oh, the button. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Some people don't like that one. But yeah, some of them, this phobia, some of them are so, I don't know, there's the fear of knowledge. Yeah, the man. one that Brian has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Brian. <laughs> It's that fear of learning. It's pretty, pretty crazy people that has this. Imagine, you know, imagine having that, like, you don't want to learn because you're afraid of learning. The, the last phobia I found online, I got to say, I think it's quite funny and it's a bit ironic, but it's called sesquipedalophobia, which I hope I'm pronouncing correctly. Is it the fear of dolls? No, not the fear of dolls. Say that. Well, let's guess again. Sesquipedalophobia. It's the fear of squash. No. <laughs> squash. What? You mean squash the sport or the, the pumpkin? Or the pumpkin? <laughs> okay, no. Sesquipedalophobia is the fear of long words. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. I was like, man, that's too stupid yeah, to yeah. even look at. <laughs> <laughs> Which I find is quite ironic because the fear of... It's, it's, the phobia, it's the name of the phobia for the fear of long words, but it's the most difficult sounding phobia to pronounce <laughs> so imagine the, the person the, that has that phobia they're, they're never gonna <laughs> <I> have, ah! 
<laughs> you the can. idea of the word itself, they're like, ah! <laughs> You're never going to help that guy with that phobia, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going to a psychologist and he's like, what's your phobia? I'm like, ah! <laughs> You're not even say the phobia. But do you guys know anyone with a phobia? Like an extreme phobia? I've been thinking of that. But, nah, I cannot think. I, I've had... I've known, I think, a couple of people who are scared of blood. Um, so I have a, I have a cousin actually. Uh, he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'm okay. I think he's okay with me telling this story. Done. <laughs> but I have a cousin who, back in primary school, uh, he got he got into some accident where he had a cut on his either his finger or his hand, and they sent him to the office so that he could be treated. And uh, when he was there, he looked down and he looked down at his cut. And when he saw that, he apparently immediately just fainted, like fainted on the spot. And so they had to call in an ambulance and take him to hospital and make sure that he was okay. <laughs> Damn, poor cut. I think that was the case. <laughs> no, not for not, not because of the fact that he had a cut, but because he fainted. And then he basically yeah. Just oh no, I mean like he fainted because of the cut. Yeah. I think that's more common than you think that fear of blood. I yeah. think a yeah, lot no, of people definitely. are afraid. Like I have friends who um just afraid of um idea of getting their blood taken because that's like shows their blood and they're like, oh, they feel anxious or feel that they want to faint when they see their blood in general. Yeah. I had a friend that wanted to be a nurse, but she didn't pursue it because she's afraid of blood. Well, that, yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be a barrier. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a barrier to being a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> like Nurse Jane, go there. I don't like blood. <laughs> Please, no. I will never go to a hospital with that type of nurse. Yeah, but you know the thing with the the thing with the the blood thing. I've had a incident like that once, and I'm gonna say I'm not afraid of blood, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Due to other factors which are not explainable. So I went to get my blood taken because I wanted to do like a medical test. So the nurse comes, takes out my blood. And then I'm okay. Like, it's okay. But my blood wasn't flowing properly. So I saw it and <laughs> I'm like, why is, isn't my blood flowing properly? What's going on? So I sort of, you know, had concerns. Uh-huh. Then I just felt my body start sweating and uh-huh. started feeling dizzy. And then the nurse goes, go, go. She took me to the bed to lie down for a bit. And then she's like, <laughs> it doesn't make you less of a man to be afraid of blood. <laughs> I'm like, Before, because you said that, now it, it does. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't register. Yeah, I didn't think that until you said that. And now it does. <laughs> you just got inception. <laughs> it's okay, Robert. Apparently, um, there is no way of actually diagnosing that um, phobia properly. You can only diagnose it by a series of questions to, access, um, to assess the severity. What if you just bring some spiders to the guy that's afraid of spiders? <laughs> yeah, that's the, thing, that's the thing. That's the only way they can test it. Like, series of questions and that. And then just bring, yeah. And then we'll but, see who's really afraid. I think that might be a bit unethical. <laughs> it's not unethical. You're telling me that you have a, uh, you have a legit fear. I need to verify this. <laughs> it's, there it wouldn't be your, I, I think as a psychologist, it wouldn't be your first action if you had a patient who was scared of spiders to just whip out a spider out. Be like, 
what, what about now? What, what do you feel now? <laughs> this is your, why. Not your first action. <laughs> Robert, is that a doctor? <laughs> Close your eyes, please, patients. <laughs> Dog, no. I'm afraid of um, trains. Oh, let's go to the train track. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that was going to cure them, bro. You will get your license revoked. <laughs> yeah, but that's how the, but that, that's how the cure phobia is, though. They... Expose you to that thing that causes the phobia. Yeah, gradual exposure therapy. Yeah, but it's gradual. It's not going from zero to ten. Oh, <laughs> you know, some some exposure therapy goes straight to the ten. That that's with the. I mean, if the pe- if the client consents, then yeah. Um, what are the ways to get rid of phobia based on what you studied back in university? I think, like you said, the only way you can get you can get over your phobias is well, one of the most effective ways. I mean, is through gradual exposure so taking incremental steps to face whatever it is you, f- you fear until until you don't have that negative emotional reaction to it because i was looking for um ways to cure phobia and yeah that's one of them exposure um therapy but there was also cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. how is that different to exposure well co- my understanding of cogn- cognitive behavioral therapy is that you're the whole idea behind cognitive behavioral ther- therapy or CBT is to examine your thoughts and to just rationally look at them rationally uh, and just understand why you have them, what, why you might be having, why you might be feeling these negative emotional rea- reactions when you think about a certain thing and just kind of unpackaging that. So it's, it's kind of like therapy to kind of alter the way you perceive things which then affects the behavior or vice versa, you do it that way, right? CBT is looking at your thoughts first. So I think your first proposition there, altering your thoughts to change your behavior. That's the main the more, concept of the it. correct one, yeah. So yeah, CBT, I think, and exposure therapy would go, would go well to help treat treating phobias. But I also believe that there are certain drugs that you can take. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think exposure therapy, like you mentioned, is very popular because um, with the fear of vomiting, um, emotophobia, emotophobia, um, one way that the person helped him cure himself is by constantly exposing himself um, to look at videos of people vomiting and mm-hmm. watching videos of that. And there's a dedicated website for that at the moment. They're going to watch people vomiting? Yeah. yeah. He's constantly puking and vomiting. I feel like that website might have been set up because <laughs> someone has a fetish for vomiting <laughs> so rather like than that. curing people's phobias. Okay, what's, what's the most disturbing phobia? You've that seen. you've seen after doing all the research disgusting or just something that you disturbing done? like disturbing. You, you look at it and you're like ah, oh, I, I don't really because i'm gonna say something about because I, I i got anxiety for the first time last year or all, all jokes aside anxiety is if phobias trigger anxiety then i'm like man that's messed up because it's hard to control yep yeah but in terms of i was in terms of that question i'm, I'm gonna go first I would help. There's a phobia for sleeping where people are afraid afraid to sleep. Hypnophobia. Oh, I think I came across this one as well when I was doing yeah. research. For me, that that would be messed up, mate. Is this something that you experienced? No, I'm saying that if you experience that anxiety to sleeping, that would be messed up. Because one of the ways that for me used to go away is just to sleep, bruh. And mm. all all the problems will go away when you're sleeping. Yeah, Except the next day. Yeah, and imagine then, that you cannot sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Have to keep yourself awake. Yeah. Do you know any cases of people with that kind of phobia? 
I haven't, I didn't see any cases. You kind of set up to die quite quickly if you have that phone. Unless you will be taking a lot of depressive drugs just to calm it down. I'm sure you'd fall asleep eventually. I guess maybe that's one as well. Your body kind of forces you to fall asleep. You, but it's still like, you're not, it's not a good life, you know? But didn't you just mention that you had experienced a certain phobia last year? What was that? No, I said experience anxiety. And if phobias cause anxiety, then I can see how it will be tough to deal with it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were about to go into a whole story of. Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think another um, quite sad phobia is philophobia, which is the fear of love. I think that's. No, funny. but I think those people, the people, because I was doing the research, they were saying that it's people that have had bad experiences in relationship in the past. Yeah. That just traumatized them to the point that. Yeah. Even having that feeling again just destroys them. Yeah, man. That's pretty scary. Yeah, that makes sense. You yeah, wouldn't die alone. Imagine if you're in a relationship with someone. You wouldn't even be in one. No, like if, if I'm trying to see how that would come about. And then one day you're just in bed and then she comes out with a knife and tries to kill you. Like you would be afraid of... Oh, that's true. Like that's that. yeah. passing to the point that, yeah, I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. I don't, yeah. That would be hard to come back from. Yeah. So there, there's people that have, have had really messed up experiences like that. How about you, Simon? Yeah. Uh, I think for me, probably the two most disruptive phobias you could probably have is social phobia of some kind. Because having, I guess having kind of going through a similar experience myself when I was younger, I can see that if if you're someone who had a serious case of social phobia, it, that that would be a real disadvantage in your life. Yeah. And also agoraphobia as well, so fear of open spaces. Uh, because you hear stories of people who have such se- severe agoraphobia uh, to the point when you don't even want to leave your house. So if you had both of those at the same time, oof, that's a rough life. Yeah, that has been an amazing, amazing podcast. I think we'll give a lot of people the fear of knowledge. <laughs> a lot of people are going to develop agoraphobia after this. <laughs> What's the fear of knowledge? Whatever it is, they're going to develop it. <laughs> we lost it already. It's called nosophobia. 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 Anyway, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. So, Brian, if they want to get back to us, tell us what phobias they have. Yes, if they... you want to overcome your fear of knowledge, which is nosophobia, Make sure to check out our podcast in Instagram, which is WMYH.podcast. And make sure to follow us in Twitter, which is WMYH Podcast. Yeah, thanks for listening. And that's a wrap.